I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow, what a win for the Bucs. 20-14 over the Carolina Panthers. We're going to break down that exciting game and the goal line stand and the stop by Vernon Hargraves on Christian McCaffrey in just a minute with my buddy cop Eduardo Encina of the Tampa Bay Times. On this edition, very early morning edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Verstink. Hey, folks, uh, if you uh, have a business out there and you'd like to sponsor a part of this podcast, we have lots of new ways you can do that. Our advertisers have a lot of success, and you will too. So now here's what you do. For information, contact us now on Twitter at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at Tampa Bay. Dot com. We'd love to have you be part of our team. All right, Rick Stroud uh, with my buddy cop Eduardo Encina. It is so early in the morning, it's almost late in the morning. Uh, we are back from Bacon America Stadium where the Bucks have won a road game, which is unusual for them, especially Jameis Winston. They beat the Carolina Panthers. What was the final? I even forgot. 2014. 20-14 on a goal line stand. Vernon Hargraves. Knocking out Christian McCaffrey just a, a half yard or so short on a fourth and, and one, really. Uh, and the Bucks walk out of here with a win. There's so many things about this game, Ed, <clears throat> that stand out. But I, I think you have to start with the defense. And really the last two weeks, um, you know, allowing just uh, one touchdown in two weeks, just phenomenal by Todd Bowles. I didn't think they could do that with Christian McCaffrey. They completely shut down the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, you know, I mean, Christopher McCaffrey has been a thorn in their side big time. You know, last year he ran all over him, was the, you know, side, you know, sideline to sideline guy that they just couldn't stop. And uh, tonight I think it was only 37 rushing yards on uh, 16 carries, I think. Uh, his lowest career total when he has 10 carries or more. So uh, that goes to show you what kind of uh, job they did on McCaffrey. And, you know, I mean, Rick, when I look back at this one, this one to me, it, it's a perfect example of how in the NFL, it's the little things. It's turning, it's, it's managing the turnover game, and it really is like literally a, a, a thing of inches. You know, I mean, when you look at, at the Bucks defense, twice they stopped, uh, you know, the Panthers on, on fourth and one. Uh, you know, you talk about the big Hargrave stop at the end of the game. They had another one earlier in the game that really kind of, you know, dictated a little bit of field position game there. Um, and then again, the, the turnovers. You know, they did not commit a turnover tonight, and, and that's you know that's that's the name of the game. You know, if, if you can keep teams, uh, for, if you can be on on the right side of the turnover battle, well, most times you're you're going to have an opportunity to win. So they were able to do that, and they still needed every bit of it too to, to to win this game. So uh, again, it kind of goes to show how fine the line is between winning and losing in the NFL. Truly is, and and you know Christian McCaffrey came in here. He had what two hundred and six yards total yards or something like that in his last game. Never came off the field. Has had one hundred and fifty yards each of the last two games against them. Um, not only that, but like uh, this is going to be the discussion throughout the NFL and certainly in in Charlotte, is that Cam Newton is not Cam Newton anymore. 
Um, you know, this guy's had a surgically repaired shoulder. I didn't think he was particularly accurate with the football when he threw it. Um, yeah, there was good coverage at times. He did hit some deep balls, hit one deep shot on Vernon Hargraves um, with Curtis Samuel, I think. But for the most part, he doesn't run anymore. He, he clearly, uh, that, that foot has bothered him, and, and, and just the cumulative nature of all the hits that he's taken to the point that when they got to the goal line, a very curious call. First of all, let's talk about how Bruce Arians screwed up and his coaching staff um, because it's, it's fourth and two at the three-yard line, and Bruce had already called a timeout, and then I guess Todd Bowles, not realizing this, called timeout, and so you can't call timeouts consecutively. That cost them a delay a game, half the distance to the goal. Now it's just one yard for a first down, two yards to win the game, and I remember being here a couple years ago when they had a similar situation late in the game. Cam Newton took the ball and literally almost took off from behind the line of scrimmage after an offsides call uh, by Chris Baker that everybody remembers, and he flew into the end zone. I mean, it was super cam, you know, deluxe. On this one, they tried the Philly special, only tried to fake it. Cam Newton rolls, you know, gets to the end of the line of scrimmage. They put Samuel in motion. Fortunately, Vernon Hargraves didn't go with him. That was the trickeration they were hoping for. And McCaffrey, you know, faked the handoff to Samuel, who in the Philly special would have then thrown it to Cam and tried to score and stretched out and it looked for all the world that maybe he got the first down. But the replay and the measurement showed that he was short, game over. I can't remember the Bucks' defense walking off the field like that uh, with a celebration. And Todd Bowles has to be given a lot of credit. I mean, this was a team that gave up 29 points a game. And how about some of the acquisitions they made, starting with Shaq Barrett? What a game that guy had. Yeah, Shaq Barrett had an amazing game. And, you know, when he was acquired, the big thing was this is a guy who really hasn't had the opportunity to really showcase everything that he can do. He played behind a lot of really good players, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, and Denver. And But but one big thing was that he was very familiar with this 3-4 system. And, and he uh, even even actually when we talked to him earlier in the, in the offseason, he was saying, like, the you know, his responsibilities are actually even a little bit more simpler in, in Todd Bowles' scheme because he basically, for most of the time, just rushes the passer. That's what he's done. He had three sacks tonight, he including two on back-to-back plays, yeah. uh, four sacks overall this year. And, you know, he's already s- surpassed last year's total with the Broncos. Uh, he's not far from – he's almost on the verge of his career high, which was five and a half, uh, I think, in 2016. So – uh, this guy is like like you said. Some it's interesting to see in week two. We're already starting to see some of these guys kind of emerge as players. You know, the big question going into the season was how is this pass rush going to you know develop without Jason Pierre-Paul? You know, yeah. you're missing those twelve and a half sacks, and mm-hmm. uh, that's a big question. But you know, I really like what you saw from the outside linebacker spot today. You, you got Shaq Barrett, Anthony Nelson, a guy who's, how about that the fourth round pick who didn't play very much in the preseason. Play at all, right? Yeah, because he was hurt. And, uh, you know, got healthy right at the right time, right before the season started. Was actually kind of a surprise uh, active last week. Played. And today he has a big forced fumble. Had another big pass breakup. uh, You know, swarming around the ball. And, you know, this is what these top bowls defenses are kind of orchestrated around. It's it's obviously pushing pressure in the middle and, and getting these guys who can move in the outside and obviously creating this all this disguise of pressure. But, um, you know, it, it's actually been really interesting seeing guys like that. And, and you, know, you know, this comes after 
the Bucks lost, you know, Devin White. Right. You know, six six plays into the into the game, basically. Yeah. Kevin Minter, another guy who's been a veteran guy who knows the uh, the Arian system really well from his time with the Cardinals, came in and and did a really good job. It was a situation where you know they probably, I mean, for, from what Bruce Arian says, is they probably could have played Devin White back in the game, but. You know, you never you want to be you know with, with a guy of, of that kind of caliber, a guy who you're banking that much of your, your future on. You want to be careful with them. But I think a big part is that you know they did trust a guy like Kevin Minter to to be able to relay the calls and know the defense and be able to 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 hold that 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 responsibility. And he did. You know, he he had a really good game. But the way Arian said is that he would give him the game ball after the game. So it's good to see a lot of these kind of you know guys contributing, and you're you're starting to see you know. We've always wondered about, on defense, where were the plays going to come from? Where yeah. were the playmakers going to come from? And when you combine some of those guys, what they're starting to show, what, what Vernon Hargraves is showing, you know, and, and I think you're starting to see maybe start some of these leaders and some of the identity of this defense start to take shape. I talked to Kevin Minner, and he said, look, I played in this defense for a long time. I played on an NFC championship or a team that was in the NFC championship game. It wasn't a big deal for him to step up. Um, also heard from Devin White, who admitted that. He goes, look, they told me we're going to be cautious here. He, he was wearing a knee brace after the game. My guess is he'll get an MRI and see what's going on with that. He didn't think it was serious. He said if it, was, if it wasn't week two, maybe they'd have put him back out there. But it's so early in the season, they don't want him to go out there and then really injure it and be lost for any significant time. But a real disappointment for Devin White because the first week he has tonsillitis. He ends up in the hospital on Friday lost about 10 pounds, um, you know, had a difficult time even playing, managed to play that game, played pretty well. And really their, their whole defense has. But that's been the biggest surprise. You know, there was a, a little subplot with uh, Gerald McCoy playing tonight. He actually ended up hurting his team with a personal foul penalty during one of those drives, got into a little fight with Ryan Jensen, which is not unusual. Um, he wasn't going to apologize after the game to the Bucks, certainly, um, and he didn't apologize for the – with the penalty, but it mattered. It mattered in the drive. It was, you know, of all the games that they were going to play, this one was almost critical in a way because, you know, next week they host the New York Giants, which is a football team they should beat or can beat. Um, but starting 0-2, everybody knows the stats. You don't have a very good chance of making the playoffs. Now the, the Panthers have lost two games at home, which is really difficult to make up, including a division game. And so that's that's precious. Now everything is possible for the Bucks. They come home, they play the New York Giants, um, have a chance to get their second win. This, this was enormous. And how about Jameis Winston, who, you know, look, myself, a lot of people nationally, I was watching all the pregame shows, really all over Jameis for that first week with the three interceptions, the two pick sixes, feeling like this guy's never going to be any different. But we've seen this, Ed. He comes back from bad yeah. games with good ones, at least in terms of not turning the ball over. Yeah, and, and you know, I think the big question coming out of that first game was more like, where's his comfort with this new offense? Yeah. You know, you could tell he was trying to dump the ball off, but he still wasn't making good decisions. Now mm-hmm. today, you know, you look at the stat line, and you know, I think it was two hundred something yards. Yeah. But the big thing is the zero in the interception column, and that's you know, he 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 made sure that he managed the game. You know, there was a big part where, just like in the other in the San Francisco game, where you know they they went to the run game. You know, they they yeah, started absolutely. killing the clock in the fourth quarter with the run. The last yep. the touchdown drive that they had in the second half was really dictated a lot by Peyton Barber mm-hmm. uh, getting some big chunks of yards. So um, 
you know, when, when you're able to do that and you're not turning the ball over, it, it spells, it spells some, some good things for you. And that's what, what Winston was able to do. You know, he had a, a really good connection with Chris Godwin. You know, yeah, it, it, we talk about guys who are emerging. You know, we've, we've talked a lot about Chris Godwin and th- this being his year, you know, how much this coaching staff thinks of him. And, uh, you know, the, the, the proof in the pudding of Chris Godwin, I still think, will be how he finishes the season more than how he ends it. Sure. But this is such a good start for him, you know. And, and, and you know, Jameis said it at the podium t- tonight. You know, I think it was your question, Rick, where he said, you know, is, is this, you know, a good step forward in, in knowing that, you know, eventually you guys are going to have a really good grasp of his offense. And Jameis jumped on it right away and said, yeah, I mean, you know, we don't even have Mike Evans really involved in our offense. That's right. We don't have, you know, O.J. Howard really hasn't been Rashad a factor. Rashad Perriman. Rashad Perriman. Yeah. You know, so when you, you add what's going on now with, with adding in some of these other pieces and, you know, that, that they all kind of got to come together at the same time, right? But, um, you know, it, it does it does tell you that, uh, you know, it, it can be some, uh, you know, that maybe this offense is heading in the right direction. Jameis started slow again. He was one for six last week for three yards. Started slow again. I thought what really got him going is what always gets him going. A deep shot to Mike Evans. 41 yards. You got Mike one-on-one outside. He threw a dime. It was a beautiful throw. And unfortunately, Mike has not gotten involved to the extent that you would expect him to be. Um, but boy, you know, that, that certainly loosened things up. And, um, you know, the, the connection he has with Godwin is great. But you're right. You talk to those players. I talked to Chris Godwin. And he said... We're just scratching the surface, man. We're just all trying to figure out where we each fit in in this offense. You know, they had four years under Dirk Cutter, and they knew what they were. They were a down-the-field throwing machine, if you will, and Jameis did a lot of things outside the pocket and extended plays and ran around almost to his detriment at times. Now he's trying to play within the structure of the offense. We still haven't seen O.J. Howard really involved. We haven't seen Cam Brate that much yet. Maybe one catch on Thursday night. And yet, you know, that's why they only scored one touchdown. I mean, you know, this, this football team is not scoring points with, on offense. They could have easily lost this game. They had a chance to put it away. Matt Gay had missed the field goal. They come back down the field. A touchdown makes it at least an eight-point game at that point. Um, instead, they have to settle for a field goal. Gay did come back and make one after that. And they really gave, you know, they gave Carolina every chance to take this game. And I'm still dumbfounded that they hung together enough to snuff out this play on I mean fourth and one really I mean you know that that with with Christian McCaffrey back there but you know in talking to Hargraves he said look one or two people were going to get it either Cam was going to keep it or or Christian McCaffrey was going to be given the ball and he just sat there and he said he came right to me so it's a big win for them I mean I I didn't see it you picked them to win Bruce Arians singled you out for picking them to win. Um, in a cool scene after the game, I don't know if you've seen the video, but um, I guess they yeah. gave the game ball. First of all, a coach wants to give a game ball to Kevin Minter for coming in and playing big, and Devin White greeted everybody. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Buddy at the, at the locker room door. But then 
Jason Light presented the game ball to Bruce Arians, and that's a special moment for a head coach. You know, you think about all the years that he's coached, right, starting going way back to Temple. This is only his, what, fourth head coaching job. I mean, his third in the NFL. He took over from Chuck Pagano in Indianapolis when he got sick. He coached at Arizona, so he got his first wins there. And now he gets his first win with the Buccaneers, and a big one too. Like this, this is the sort of win that you look up and you go, oh, that really got them going. Now we'll see what Carolina is, right? I got, right. I suspect they have some issues, and Ron Rivera is going to have to answer for some things, and so is Cam Newton, who hasn't won a game now in quite a while. Um, but this was this was so big, um, just for the psyche of this team, this coaching staff, and I'm telling you. Todd Bowles has already got my vote for assistant coach of the year. I've always said this to people. If you don't think coaching matters in the National Football League, take a look at the difference in eight months between a Bucks defense that was giving up 29 a game to just the way these guys are flying around right now. They look like a different team. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, 29 points a game last year, right? Oh you know, I mean, like, we saw it. We, I mean, the, 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 these, these are a lot of the same guys on the field. You know, they really I mean, are. I mean, that, that we saw totally missed tackles. Looked like they weren't even in the same region of some of these guys when they were running right. some of that RPO stuff. Right. And, uh, and 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 tonight it was disciplined. It was it was just on on. They were on their feet. They were fast to the ball, uh, and, and they made the the Panthers uncomfortable. It was the exact opposite of the last time we were here last year, whereas the Bucks were entirely uncomfortable. They had no idea what they were doing because the Panthers were running them all over the place. And, you know, you mentioned, you just going back a second to, to Arians, and, you know, it's interesting because we're still getting to learn this guy a little bit, right? And, and we kind of see when he's upbeat and when he's tight, you know? And I felt that kind of leading up to this one, he was tight again, you know, yeah. short week, you know, he was kind of short with his answers a little bit, and not, not, not dismissive of any of our questions, but, but a little short. He just wanted to kind of get to business. And, and after the game, you kind of saw him let loose a little bit. You know, he talked about how, you know, this stadium in itself has been a tough one. For oh, it him. has. That, that he, the two times that he was coaching the Cardinals and lost in the postseason were here, was here at Bank of America Stadium, including one with a shot at the Super Bowl on the line where they got, they lost big. And uh, so for him, even in itself, he was like, you know, this this is big because, yeah. you know, just even for me. And it's, I think it's cool for a coach to, to show that side because so so often there it's kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one game at a time. But, you know, it, it was kind of cool to see him relish it a little bit and, and kind of show that we're watching the replay right now, the pylon cam. so crazy how <laughs> close this ball was to being a first down. Of course, he got the yard marker and, you know, he extended it out over the out-of-bounds line. But, man, that was so close. You think if McCaffrey extends the ball a second quicker yeah. over while he's still in bounds, exactly. he might have gotten it. Because Hargraves is, at that point, he's just trying to push him out of bounds. That's right. You know, and if he can just get – maybe we've seen the biceps of, of Christian oh, McCaffrey. You know, and, and, and I'm sorry, but, you know, I like Vernon Hargraves as an athlete. But man on man, I'm like taking McCaffrey every oh, yeah. time. Oh, yeah. You know, so at that point, uh, Hargraves is just trying to get him out of bounds. So – yeah. What a play by Hargraves. And then, like I said, it's, it's great to see these guys kind of coming, coming into their own. And, you know, when we talk about, you know, the, 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 there's never a perfect game, right? There was a time when we were looking at each other and, and Jameis, I think, got sacked you know, twice in one series. And they were kind of losing a, a little bit of the, the, the field position game. I think it eventually led to the safety. And we're like, they're going to lose this game still. They, they, they still could lose this game. But you know what? I like the fact that this team 
overcame some adversity. They didn't play the perfect game. Right. They, but but they, there were a lot of moments where things could have gone their way downhill really fast. Yeah. And a lot of times when in the past they have gone downhill really fast and they were able to make those plays when they really, really needed them to. That's the first Thursday night victory by Jameis Winston in his career. We mentioned God when he finishes with eight catches, 121 yards and a TD as we watch again the NFL Network showing the replay of this game. Um, I, I don't know what's more surprising, that the Bucks came up here and win or that the Carolina Panthers are 0-2. Ron Rivera did not finish the year good last year. This is not the way they wanted to start. You know, the NFC South is usually going to be a pretty competitive division. The Saints won their first game in a dramatic fashion. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I was asked this question about, you know, not that the first week is a liar, but many times it is. But everybody seemed to just dismiss Jameis. And the one thing I know about him is he's a people pleaser. And he's been through these these things before where turnovers don't go his way, where he's not protecting the football. And that's been his MO all along. But he always finds a way to fight his way back. You know, yeah. the one thing I like about him, and, and Bruce Arians said to him before the game something that you wouldn't expect. He said, go out there and let it rip. You know, like he completely like understood, hey, it's one game. You got to bury it. You got to look forward. We, you know, we got we got sixteen of these. Um, you can't dwell on that one. And I credit Winston for being able to compartmentalize that because you can't completely drown out the noise that is out there about his career and his future, um, and, and sort of what people think about him at this juncture. Uh, so for him to go out there and play at least a clean game, again, they weren't great. They ran the ball. They didn't run it with Ronald Jones this time. They ran it with Peyton Barber. I'm impressed by their offensive line in terms of their run blocking, and I'm impressed by their defensive line, the way they're playing the run. Levante David is off to a good start. We got to see, um, you know, their, their young safety Edwards played mm-hmm. uh, as well, and uh, that, that was something to watch. What happens if they can get Devin White? Now, I'm a little worried about him because you hate to see a rookie drafted that high. First game he's sick, now he's got the knee. I think they're probably going to slow play this and make sure that he's completely sound before he goes back on the field. Right. Well, the good thing is now, because you did play on Thursday night, you got kind of rest. almost have a mini-buy almost. Yes. You know, the, the team won't, won't practice tomorrow. Right. They, they won't practice Saturday. won't practice Sunday. Probably not Monday either. No. So they actually get, like, all these days off, and, and those are great for recovery. You know, in the grand scheme of things, maybe you want that a little bit later in the year. But for them right now, because they did get banged up, Devin White, Mike Edwards, uh, Jamil Dean, a bunch of guys got, got, yeah, got banged Dean up. Jamil Dean might have been hurt um, a little bit. So, you know, you've got, you know, all that stuff. And, and, and you know, like you said, maybe this is coming right around the right time. Um, you know, Rick, we, we, we look at – I know we've, we've discussed this a lot, especially after the San Francisco game. You know, you look at this and you say, how big this game was. You know, and, and coming back on a short week – the players in the, in the locker room talked about how that was great for them because it gave them a short memory. They could just get back on the field and forget about if what you happened lose, you want to do that. You want to play right, right away. And so, but um, you know, I think we also kind of looked at, you know, we we've, we've kind of compartmentalized this season into different areas, right? And yeah. Then, you know, we 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 we've looked at the uh, the big stretch of them going on the road, and I think we've we've talked about, you know, if they go into that stretch two and one. The, feel pretty good. You, know, you got to feel pretty good about themselves. You know, obviously at the end of that stretch, I think we're talking you know, if they're around four, four, something like that. Then they play a lot more of their games at home, and you know the, the schedule gets a little bit more friendlier to them. Um, the, you know, 
what, what kind of team we look at at that point. But, you know, so here we are. We're one and one now. Obviously, you know, the Giants aren't going to, you know, be a, like a cakewalk by any means. No. But, you know, you know I, I do. And, and Saquon Barkley offers a whole different, you know, uh, list of challenges as, as, as much as, as Christian McCaffrey did. But, um, you know, you, you've got to look into this game. The, 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 the mentality of this team having won this game has to be so much different than had they lost oh, this yeah, game. Absolutely. And, and, it's, and it's beyond the numbers of like 0 and 2 versus. No, it would have been same old Bucks. It's just, in their it's minds. just same old Bucks. Yeah. You could see that. I mean, like, I don't know if you, you, you saw this, but, you know, we were actually sitting in front of the press box in front of Jason Light. He was right behind us. And when the tension of that replay of, of, of the Hargraves play, they're all looking at that board. Him alive. And. And when they when it when it stood when the call stood, I heard a big bang on that on that table behind us. And you know, Light was one of the first guys in front of the locker room when when everyone came down, oh, yeah. uh, shaking everyone's hand, giving people hugs. You know, as you said, Devin White was right there. You, like we talked about how much this meant to Arians. So you know, everyone's kind of all in on this ship right now. They're feeling good about each other. They have a long time to think about it. Um, and, and you know. They got some time to rest, and you know they'll, they'll actually probably have the best version of a pre- preparation week actually yeah. than than they've had a even even, even for, in preparation for the home opener. They'll have a normal week to have more time to to uh, to heal up. And you're right, um, you know, in years past they would have lost this football game, and I think there's something to be said for the resiliency they've shown. Here's what's impressive about them so far. And I go back to Todd Bowles. What he's done on defense with this group that's still learning this defense has been remarkable in a short time. If you're allowing one touchdown in the game, you're going you're to win a lot of games. The other thing is what Arians is here for is offense. Right. He's been successful on offense wherever he's been. If these guys ever figure it out, if Jameis Winston you know, can get his on the same page as his receivers and become confident the way he was under Dirk Cutter's offense – um, this thing could blow up because they were, you know, they were the top passing team in the NFL last year. And if they get anywhere close to that again with the way they're running the football, with the way they're playing defense, um, special teams has been okay. You know who had a good game? Bradley Pinion. Yeah. Bradley absolutely. Pinion punted the ball. Field, field position well. was so huge in this game, yeah. It really was. And, uh, you know, and guys made plays. And I, I think that's what, that's what you want to see at this juncture. But – He's dialed up the right plays. He's dialed up the right blitzes. Uh, they're getting the ball out. You know, that play by Anthony Nelson we're watching on the replay is huge, you know, for a guy that didn't even participate in the preseason, um, you know, or training camp. I mean, all these things are big. Not so good was the safety, of course, that they got in the end zone. That could have been even a sack, a fumble and a touchdown. Um, so, it, look, when you win a game in this league, it's hard to do. And I bet you Ron Rivera right now, is not too happy with where he sits because they've got only six more games at home. They've lost two of them already. And the pressure that was on Cam Newton, who's not as mobile as he used to be, I think this guy's not the same quarterback. He's leaned out, number one. He's a vegan now. You know, he looks like a freaking, I don't know, a bodybuilder as opposed to a football player. He's a huge guy to begin with. He's not accurate. You know, he's got a bunch of guys that don't have that huge catch radius like he's used to, right? Guys like Curtis Samuel, some of the smaller players. And, and so, I mean, I just I – don't, I don't know what's wrong with him, but he's not the guy 
Um, you know, Father Time gets all of us, but he's just not the guy that, that he was when he was running and, and throwing the ball on the run and doing all those super cam type things. So, look, this division, Atlanta looked bad in their opener. We'll see what they do on Sunday. Um, New Orleans is New Orleans. I think they're still the top team in the division. But a win like this, if you follow it up and you start stacking them, and that was the message Bruce Arians had to his team after the game. He goes, guys, we need to stack these wins. We need to start getting on a bit of a roll here. And if they can do that against the uh, New York Giants 10 days from now, um, you know, that, that's going to be a huge thing. So it's late. It's early. you got to play the catch in about an hour. Uh, i got one in about two hours. Hopefully we'll see everybody back in Tampa. Meanwhile, the Rays lost. I know that that's uh, something on people's minds. Unbelievable that they've lost two games now to uh, uh, to that group. But, uh, yeah. you know, the, the wild card race is tightening up. That's going to come down to the wire. So, for uh, my buddy cop, Eduardo Encina, hope you guys stayed up and watched this game. Hope you enjoyed it. It was a big day for uh, the Buccaneers and Bruce Arians, and he now has his first win. All right, it's been quite an eventful trip to Charlotte. Of course, uh, we're going to try to make our way back. Bruce Arians will talk this afternoon about the Bucks' win over the Carolina Panthers and get you ready for their game against the New York Giants in about 10 days. So they get a mini break off. As we mentioned, the players are off for the next four days. They'll come back to work on Tuesday. So a good chance for them to heal their bodies. This is why players actually love uh, these Thursday night games. As much as you hear people complain about them, it's not the players because they get three days where they just get to have walk-through practices. They don't put any taxing on their bodies. They do have to play the game, and that's a difficult thing sometimes. But then when they're done playing it, they get a little mini bye week there. They get four days off in a row, uh, which is uh, really good for them to uh, get away and, and do some things with family and whatnot and heal up their bodies. So they'll be back on Tuesday. Meanwhile, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays saw their wild card race tighten up a bit as they lost again to the Texas Rangers. Uh, two out of three there. So they're now moving on to play the uh, Angels out in Los Angeles. That series begins uh, today. And, uh, you know, of course, we'll recap all the college football over the weekend when we get back on Monday, as well as get you ready uh, for the Bucks and the New York Giants coming up the following Sunday. So a very sleepy, sleepy Charlotte here uh, early in this morning for uh, Eduardo Encina. I'm Rick Stroud. And for Steve Burstink of the Tampa Bay Times, have a great Friday, everybody. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.